Are you ready? It's time to separate the men from the boys. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to MMA Uncaged, right here on the Ginger's Perspective. It is the year-end special, the final show for 2016, and what a year it has been for MMA across the globe. Our main focus has been on the UFC and EFC worldwide in South Africa. And in terms of a highlight, there's been many. There's been many outstanding performances, but it's got to be said, Conor McGregor has stolen the limelight from Ronda Rousey, who is fighting at UFC 207 against Amanda Nunes. We'll we'll get to that a bit later, but it must be said, Connor has kind of taken that limelight away from Ronda. He's rewritten the history books in terms of the UFC. And and Justin Ferrier joins me as always, South Africa's MMA authority. Your your highlight has it been the Conor McGregor show in your opinion? Definitely, but uh, my personal highlight, and it's a little bit selfish, is the fact that I got to meet the man. So I was, I was, as as we know, I was fortunate enough to uh, get that famous photo in my life. Uh, I went and met him in Dublin at uh, Straight Place, and it was amazing. Um, but yes, it has been. He's, he's had an epic year, and it's the chair in the top was me meeting him. Yeah. Yeah, man. I can tell you. I know we look at we look at performances throughout the year of people that have really. Uh, gone and and taken MMA to the next level. You think of Max Holloway, just to name a few of the guys involved. But Conor McGregor has really stolen the show. And it must be said, I think from a UFC point of view, he's taken that number one ranking, if I can put it that way, from Ronda Rousey, who fights this weekend or to actually on Friday night in the final UFC for the year, 207, Back after 13 months, up against a tenacious, dangerous fighter in Amanda Nunes, who currently holds that strap that uh, Ronda wants so badly. I think Ronda should have taken a leaf out of uh, Connor's book um, because Connor lost and then he came back and he won. He didn't delay it, he didn't make too many issues. He came back and he fought and he fought under the same circumstances that he fought before. As Ronda's shied away from, she, she sort of almost cried in, her, cried in her soup and has now not attended uh, media shows, etc. And all, all her media commitments have, have not been fulfilled. And she's kind of made it, and she's made it, she's made an enemy of herself. She's made an enemy of, of, of the media, and that's no good because she's looking like a spoiled child, which is which is not necessary, and taken away from the fact that she's a highly talented sportswoman. Yeah, my question to you is uh, that UFC 193 in Australia, Holly Holm put in her stars aligned, but she definitely exposed holes in in Ronda's game. And do you think Ronda has learned from that? Because we've got Misha Misha Tate coming out now and saying. You know, she doesn't think Ronda's up for this. She thinks Ronda's doing this as a favor to the UFC. I don't know if it's a favor. I don't think there's any favors in this game. I think it's it's about the bottom line. I think it's about money in your pockets, and I think it's about contractual obligations. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It's a tough one. What sticks out for me in that fight is that uh, Ronda was shooting for a takedown on Holly, and Holly was no longer there. She had moved to the side. Her angles were amazing. And uh, Ronda shot at, at, at fresh air and got nothing. I, I don't know if it's a favour, but I, I must 
Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's she's had a lot of pressure to validate herself. But yeah, we'll only see we'll only see on on Saturday morning if her heart's in. But it doesn't sound like it is. Yeah, Saturday morning, UFC two oh seven takes place. Rowdy up against uh, Nunez. What do you make of Nunez? I mean, she she really is a talented fighter, great athlete. She looks up for this one, and she she really could uh, put her name even higher up on the bar, even though she is on the top of it at the moment, by saying, okay, Ronda, bring it. If she puts Ronda away, it just sort of cements that number one spot, doesn't it? Yeah, I think the, I think the whole, the, the key element here is, um, is staying current. I think Nunez is, is riding a wave. She's done very well. She's a champion and she's been fighting. She stayed busy, whereas Ronda is coming back. No one doubts Ronda's ability. We do question her, her stand-up, uh, in which was exposed. Um, and the fact that she made a one-trick point. I hope she's worked on it. I don't know how many changes she's made in her camp. She's still with the same coach. But you look at it's not like the camp is very strong anymore. There's a lot of negativity around her coach. He issues with with a tax man. He's a, he's, he's a lot of negativity. He's not, not, he's not a fan favorite, and he's certainly not a UFC favorite. The people don't like him. Um, and I don't know how many changes she's made. You know, 13 months is enough time is enough time to 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 reinvent yourself. But has she spent the 13 months constructively? You know, you look at somebody like DeMont Fenner who took off a similar amount of time, but he did things that positively influenced his life. He got his degree, he got married, he did all these things to make himself a better person. Whereas you're looking at, for example, you're looking at Rhonda, she was sad for a long time, she put on a lot of weight, there was it was heavily documented, she stayed out of the of the of the press, but they still wanted to see her and they still snapped pictures of her of, of her being chubby, etc., and not training. And then her boyfriend, Travis Brown, got beaten up pretty badly. He broke his finger. I do understand that, but it was a poor performance. So it's not like Ronda's loss was a one-off for that camp. That camp's got trouble in it. I hope they've been able to fix it. It's difficult to stay focused when you've got all these distractions, these little side roads that you can travel down. What sort of bearing does that have on, on a fighter? I mean, especially if there's sort of a, a dip in confidence, I suppose. Um, maybe the, the methods are are uh, not exactly bearing the fruit that, that the fighters expect. I mean, there's no doubt Ronda is, is an incredible athlete. She She's proved that she is a worthy champion. Um, she was well beaten by, by Holly Holm, but you get the feeling that this has been coming for some time now, that, that the, these sort of problems in the camp have, have finally like had a detrimental effect on, on not just only Ronda, but as you say, Travis Brown, um, how does that affect her preparations going into this one, especially, you know, it's 13 months, it's still a long time in the game to be out of that uh, octagon. The truth is, is that if you stagnate in this game, you'll be left behind. And that's the, in, in all aspects of sport. You know, you look at MMA is evolving weekly. So if you're out for, say, two months, the game has changed so much that you've almost been left behind. The problem the problem that I have with the coach, with, with that Edward guy, is that a coach is meant to be like the parent. He's the, the person who will nurture your career, etc. And it's okay if a fighter is a little bit wayward. It's provided the coach reins you in. And that's what a, a parental figure and, a, and, and your teacher should do. He should be the rock and the constant and no controversy around him. 
So COVID fights have got a little bit of controversy around them because you're going to be a little bit crazy to fight. We know this. But the, the coach's job is to rein somebody in and keep him within the two the two white lines. And if they're not doing that and he's got his own challenges, how much can he give to his fighters? Yes. Because he's so worried about his own personal life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're meant to lead by example. You are what your father teaches you. And that I've heard in many aspects of life. Especially in a situation like this. I've got my coaches who I respect. Never mind the fact, for example, my jiu-jitsu coach. He is so put, well put together in his life. He is he's a brilliant uh, businessman, etc. And there's just you look at him and you think to yourself, Jesus, I wish I was like that. I wish I was so calm. I wish I didn't let outside things influence me. And that's the way it should be. You can't be going cheapest. Or my coach is uh, running away from the police and whatever. You know what I mean? You can't you can't have those distractions because you've got enough of your own problems to worry about. All right. Well, let's let, let let's put you on the spot then. Can Ronda defeat Amanda? Because in terms of the way that uh, the bookies have it, it's pretty even. Stevens. I know in the US, some bookmakers have Nunez as the favorite for this one. Um, it's a close one to call, but what are your thoughts? It's so hard, and I've, you're not the first person who's asked me. I've got a lot of friends and a lot of WhatsApp groups asking me, Joe, what do you think? What do you think? And it's so hard to see. The truth is, both can win. Both can put in stellar performances. We know what Ronda's about. If Ronda does get hold of your arm, she can break it. There's no question. It's just that there's been so much studying of her, she may have shown her hand. I, I hope Ronda wins for the sake of, of, of the UFC. The UFC needs a woman make a star. Uh, but but I reckon Nunez for this one. I reckon the money's there. But saying that, I'm not having a bet on them. <laughs> wise man, Justin Ferrier. Wise man. <laughs> All right. So Give your money in your pocket for that one. Yeah, very close to call. All right. Let's look at uh, the rest of the card and uh, what else is coming up because there is some fantastic fights. I mean. Um, uh, Garbrandt taking on Cruz. Uh, that, that's one of them that sort of catches the eye. Your thoughts on that one, Dominic Cruz uh, against Cody Garbrandt? You know, he's frustratingly intelligent, that Cruz. He will cut you deep with his tongue and he stays calm and he's that frustrating oak that, you know, there, there's a guy that, that at school that will always be able to say the right thing and, and you go, jeepers, you make, it makes you so mad you want to clout him, but you can't. Today, there was, there was there was this press conference where they obviously put them in separate rooms and then they talk to each other via via, via the television, etc., whatever communication they've got. That's right. And uh, and Cruz tore Garbrandt apart. And Garbrandt got up, he wanted to go hit him. And he was screaming and shouting and throwing things in the background. He left, and that just shows a loss of a loss of control. And and that shows that, Do- that Dominic is in his head, and that shows that that uh, Cody is now fighting from an emotional place. I know Cody's undefeated as a professional. He was he was knocked out as an amateur. That's a long time ago. Yeah. But it now shows that Cody's now fighting from an emotional point, which means he'll try and bite into the punch a little bit harder, which means it takes a little bit longer for it to reach its target, which means that Cruz is in control. Cruz control. Cruz for the win there. there Cruz control. That's <laughs> a good one. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so Cruz for the win. Um, all right, what else is what else is? Ca- I mean, quickly before I, I get onto the, the rest of the card, the psychological edge in this game you can never underestimate it. And I know I'm harping on about Conor McGregor, but that's one thing he does so well against his opponents is he psychs them out. He just sharp tongue, little bit of self doubt, just that little bit of self doubt. And it can be devastating on the fight night. 
he's looking for cracks. That's what they do. They look for cracks and water can get into those cracks and expand them. Definitely. All right. Rest of the card. Who uh, tickles your fancy? Who should we be keeping an eye out? TJ Dillashaw should win that fight. Um, the sad thing is that Cain uh, Velasquez is out again. Yeah. And don't know why it came out and said a while ago that he didn't want to put he didn't he didn't want to put uh, AK in, in, on a, on a main event because they let him down so much. You know this Cain thing is everybody's nobody really knows what's happening. What did happen? These are the facts. What did happen? Cain had an interview a week before, a, a week or so ago. He mentioned that he was he was always scheduled for an operation on the fourth of Jan. That wasn't that that was a non-negotiable. But what he did say was that he's been in pain. Yeah. And he's been taking uh, cannabis oil. I don't know if it's the active ingredient it's THC, but he's been taking that for 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 painkillers. And that obviously pricked up the athletic commission's ears and they started looking. And even though he was cleared by a doctor, they say they don't want to take the chance yeah. of there being permanent damage. So he's out, which is sad. Because is I sad. don't know if he's going to get another ride. Yeah. Ken Velasquez, uh, an incredible fighter. And he's been plagued with injuries and all sorts of other things uh, along the, shall we say, the latter parts of his career so far, isn't it, uh, Justin? Yeah, it really is. I mean, I, we speak, we've spoken a lot about the fact that we feel that that camp trains too hard. Uh, I'm not a doctor. I don't know if it was this or not, but it is. It's just where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, I know that you can't wrap him up in bubble wrap, but you can't be pulling out of main events and and being so close to the goal and not getting it. It's it's not acceptable. What a loss of money for everybody. Big time. Big time. Uh, going on the, the whole doping sort of side of things or the USADA train, they've gone after Chris Cyborg and, and she's been busted. And, and it's a pity. It's almost like her UFC destiny is falling apart. That, that dream's never going to happen because we know Cyborg is, is an incredible animal. She's a phenomenal fighter. She's powerful. We all wanted to see her against Ronda Rousey at some stage. But now with this... Um, this uh, doping violation, it, it doesn't look uh, promising going forward, does it? She's no stranger to controversy because she was banned a year for Stanisol uh, before. So it's not like this is new territory for her. And this, we are, we are, I know that USADA is very strict, whatever the case is, but it's, it, there are so many people that have fallen wayward because of this that you cannot plead ignorance. Yeah. She says that it, it, it was a diuretic, that's what everybody knows. But she said it was a part of the recovery process. And I'm just going, well, I'm no doctor, but I know that you want to you use a diuretic to cut weight. Yeah. You're not going to use a diuretic to put on weight. No. And if it's been prescribed by a doctor, you know what you saw it as like. You know they do testing out of out of competition. Why don't you get your doctor to phone them and say, this is what we're taking. Is it okay? There's a list there's, for crying out loud. There's, there's no excuse. It's not like it's... You know, I know a few guys that have been grabbed because of things that weren't listed on. They took a product that wasn't passed and tested, and they got grabbed because it wasn't listed. Yes. I understand that. That I've got more empathy for. Yeah. But at this level, when you are a money-making machine, you've got Tito Ortiz as your manager. You've got people. You've got all the. You've made a lot of money. You've got all the professionals at your disposal. There's no excuse for this. No, it's just sad because we we really want to see Chris Cyborg. Get involved, get stuck in, but at this stage, she's going to have to serve time now and, and wait for another opportunity. But time's not on her side. Let's um, let's move along now. Interesting one, and, and it's to do with outside uh, the octagon. Uh, 
Mr. Goldberg has been uh, told that this will be his last UFC. So Mike Goldberg, after countless amount of UFCs that he's been calling, um, he's going to be parting way. And Dana White's made it official, saying this will be the last one. Come as a surprise to you, Justin? Yes and no. Uh, you know, you, uh, you uh, everybody that watched UFC from the from from early days knows that I mean he's a staple. Him and Joe Rogan's voice. And everyone's going, oh, they're putting their hands up and they're going, oh, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same. But the truth is, in life, if you stay still, you'll get left behind, as we say in fighting and everything. And you got to look at the positivity in this. He's made a lot of money. He'll be okay. He can go do other sports, whatever the case. It's not like he wasn't trying. He he tried to go over to NFL. He didn't quite cut it. But there are other avenues for him. It is sad, but you know that, it, that you would like to think that the UFC are making way for bigger and better things. Talk of, of the Jim Rome guy coming through. I just, he's expensive, man. If you look at, I, I, I did a little bit of research on him. He earns somewhere between 15 and $30 million a year Wow. for one radio show per day, 9 to 12. Sports show, it's a nationally syndicated radio show. Wow! But I mean, that's that's twenty that's twenty shows a month. That's two hundred forty shows a year for thirty million dollars. He's obviously worth his weight in gold. So he's with the new CBS Sports Network. Sure. So this would be a move, and this will be a coup because there'll be the UFC owners are about profit. So they'll spend the money, but they're going to make the money back. So you know what's coming. If they sign this guy, and if they are, because there's, there's a, they know I said there's a gap still a bunch of light till it's all done. So you've got six or seven months to work it out. But that means if, he, if they sign him on, cue a big deal coming, because they're not going to do it without, the, without a big goal in mind. No, I mean, it's important to point out UFC has got new owners, and they potentially want to take it in a new direction. And I don't see anything wrong with, with livening it up or changing it up. Let's take nothing away from Mike Goldberg, an outstanding broadcaster. Uh, but they obviously have foreseen this as a strategic move because we know Joe Rogan's not going anywhere. There was some spe- sure. speculation around his future, but I think when it comes to the the analyst part of commentary, for example, then you have to have someone who's 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 been in the game, who's fought, who's actually rolls around, gets stuck in like that. Whereas on the other side, it's purely a broadcaster. It's someone who paints the picture, sells it to the viewers at home and is the guy that takes it to the next level the analyst does his job by play per play um but when it comes to the guy the broadcaster painting the pictures making it that entertainment the showbiz side maybe goldberg's reached a point now where they feel it's time for a new direction and and it's it's purely strategic from what i from what i can uh, see from this whole thing I think that'd be silly. I agree with you on the strategic part. I, I think that'd be silly to get rid of Joe Rogan because he's one in a generation. He is somebody who is a martial artist, is a trainer, has got a relationship with a lot of the fighters, and he knows his stuff. There's yeah. no question about that. Sure. I think they'd be silly to get hold of to get rid of him. The truth is, Mark Goldwood is way more replaceable than somebody like than somebody like Joe Rogan. Of course. You know, Joe Rogan lives the sport. That's the biggest thing. Is that he he is a black belt in shoots. He's a black belt in taekwondo. These are real things. I don't know what I don't know what Mark is, but Mark is yes, in my opinion, way more replaceable than Joe Rogan. Yeah. All right. Um, before we get to the end to uh, the end of the podcast, let's touch on what's been happening uh, uh, locally. I mean, Drickus Duplessis, after that incredible fight at EFC 56 uh, against the Polish tank, Heretic, a couple days later, hops on a plane, 
off to Thailand, uh, where he's been rolling, sparring, called it his second home. What do you make of it? Surely you would have had a bit of downtime, some relaxation. <sighs> Youth and mindset. It's a beautiful thing. You know, he, he really had a great fight. It was a hard fight. It wasn't a gimme. There by no means. He was in a bad spot, as we know, and you would think keepers. Maybe he picked up a few niggles, and he didn't. He picked his bags, and he buggered off. And this is obviously his, his, his holiday. His holiday is going to go train with the best in the world. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, that's that's a beautiful facility. I was, I was in Thailand earlier this year, and I went... Didn't train there because I'd get my head taken off. Uh, but I went there and I, I, I went and had a look around, etc. And it's like a little city, man. It's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. It's huge. It's warehouses. It's 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 got doctors. It's got its own tattoo parlor. It's got its it's got everything. It's amazing. But it just shows the championship mentality of Drickus. He's staying hungry. He knows that there's a big bulls on his back because everybody knows that if they beat Drickus, they'll be the best in South Africa. Definitely. He's amazing. He, he really. He, he is what every fighter should aspire to be, staying hungry. But he's young enough to do it, you know. He's he's, he's a baby, so he can he gets out of bed. He's got less niggles than what you and I would have. Yeah, definitely. He wants to stay current, and he's made no bones about it. He wants to be in international organizations. He wants to be he, he wants to be one of the best in the world. And with this, the way he's carrying on now, with his work ethic, he's giving himself, there's, there's no reason why he shouldn't. Yeah, credit must go. Team CIT and uh, the Brain Trust there. I mean, they have come in for maybe a little bit of criticism for the way they spar, but with a guy like Drikas Duplessy coming out of there, Leon Maynard, Michiel Opperman, uh, the list goes on. Uh, you've got to take your hats off. And, and it comes back to your point you made about the coach being like the father figure. And Drikas Duplessy is between the lines, staying between the lines, humble but hungry. You can look forward to him in action, of course, next year. Uh, we'll see him against Henry Fadipe. That's uh, if injury uh, stays away from Fadipe. We've got Mazzani, Don Madge for the lightweight title fight. We've got uh, champion Dulce against Michiel Opperman for the light heavyweight title fight. And Bahati against Vessels, middleweight title fight. Man, those are some you can look forward to. It's going to be a great year, 2017, Justin. And uh, can't wait to see Ronda Rousey this uh, weekend go against Amanda Nunes for the title at UFC 207. We can also look forward to uh, some EFC action Friday the 4th of March to get 2017 underway. Justin, thanks very much for your time. Have a great rest of your holiday. Enjoy Pennington. I've given away your secret location so your fans will come and find you there. But remember to check out The Ginger's Perspective and MMA Uncaged on csduplicy.co.za as well as on iTunes. You can check us out there. And don't forget also on cliffcentral.com. This has been MMA Uncaged for 2016. We'll catch you again next year. Take care.